On today's episode of Movie Stalkers, we're talking Jojo Rabbit. This is the Brothers Bash episode one, and we'll use this tag for any episode where it's not the four core of us to record some extra episodes. Enjoy the show. Wait, Cody talk? Yeah. You guys noticed he's talked about the same in this podcast as he had the other ones. He's actually been here the whole time. He's been Cody, here the whole time. Just hey, what's up? What's up, guys? Welcome to Movie Stalkers, episode one of Brother Bash. This is going to be some like throwbacks or different movies me and my brother do, just to switch it up. Nick's internet went down on Saturday night, or was that Sunday Sunday night? Mm-hmm. And Sunday. so we weren't able to record, but we already had a movie lined up that we were going to do this week anyway, so we're just going to make that our movie for this week. But we'll do these from time to time, and we'll label them as Brother Bash instead of the typical episode numbering. That way you know if you get the two of us or all four. Yeah, and so um, I'm Thomas, Brad's brother, for those of you who don't kind of know, because there is sometimes four people randomly talking and yelling on the podcast. So this is Thomas. Um, Cody yells like nonstop. It gets so bad sometimes. Does he? Listen, all he does is yell. Really? He's always, he's always, you're being sarcastic. Fuck yes, you. God. Jesus. Yeah, Cody's the quiet one. Yeah, I know this kind of to reiterate what Brad said. This is kind of a, going to be shorter episode. Um, we pick a movie that we both really enjoy. Um, and then I assume everyone doesn't know this, but it was originally Brad's idea to start this podcast. And it was originally just with me. And then we decided to add um, Nick and Cody, but like, we're definitely the two that originated. Like it was all Brad, but I was, I guess the, the catalyst to it, I guess you could say, catalyst to the podcast. And so we wanted to make sure that we did something where it was just the two of us because we do like the whole fuck around podcast where we, you know, all the dick jokes and everything. But me and Bradley really do love movies. That's like probably what our entire relationship as siblings is based off of is movies and video games. Um, if I had my choice, I would go see a movie with Brad over anyone because I can actually talk about it. And we really like the same movies and we sometimes hate different movies. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what this is going to be is kind of a just a breakdown more into the movie focus on like kind of a really good movie that we think people should be watching. So this is for the people that are more into hearing about the movie and hopefully listening to this episode. It'll make you want to go check out the movie. And just going back to kind of why we like share such an interest in movies. Our dad was like a huge Star Wars fan. Um, our mom kind of would just let us watch whatever. And so we were allowed to pretty much watch any movie at whatever age, just because mm-hmm. our parents had like a rule with us. They know like a movie is a movie, like don't repeat what you see. And so me and Thomas like got to see a lot of movies from a young age. And I think that really turned us on to like good movies from a very young age. And we've kind of always had that. And a lot of times like during the summer, our parents would both be gone at work. So we'd watch movies sometimes and we'd always be the kids getting dropped off at the theater with our friends seeing every 100%. movie. Yeah. My first my first date with a female ever was to the movie theater. <laughs> and I don't remember what the freaking movie was. Mine was, was Chelsea, too. It was with Chelsea Jones. I got dropped off. And I remember listening to Blink-182 first date on the drive there because I was like, it's fitting. But I don't <laughs> remember what movie I saw. But I know I saw a movie. But um, yeah, like my favorite movie when I was a kid was Tombstone. I was six years old watching Tombstone. Not a lot of six-year-olds get to watch that movie. Brad's favorite movie when he was six was Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Would you say that is your number one favorite movie of all time? It's in, like, my top. It's not my number one. Hmm. But one no, it's could, definitely one that, it's right up there. I was going to say the number one movie that will probably stand the test of time for you will be Terminator 2. You're going to feel the same way about it now as you are 50 years from now. Well, yeah, right after I watched uh, Dark Fate, 
That was the last one, right? Dark Fate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I went home and I watched Terminator 2. And I was like, how come they were able to make a better action movie fucking 20 years ago, 30 years ago, <laughs> with like out all the technology and stuff? Like Terminator 2 m- mostly looks realer because yeah. they didn't have the CGI. So they weren't able to, you know, CGI every effect. They had to do mm-hmm. like real stunts. Yeah, which is awesome. Like, but, I remember even the scene when he's hanging, the Terminator, uh, he's hanging on from the behind the car, you know, and they're shooting at him, and they just have a dummy there, and it's, like, the dummy with no head, and, like, that's what, while the body's hanging off the end of the car, and, like, that's why it looks real, because it's a freaking right. fake-looking human. It's no CGI or anything was done. It was all real filming, kind of just like you said. And just all the vehicle sequences, like, they look so real, because they had to use real vehicles and really yeah, crash them they're great the semi when he freaking rips the top off yeah freaking awesome yeah freaking awesome but um anyways so we'll get into our netflix and chill section i'll let brad take away the stupid first fucking thing we still gotta do updates on this we're gonna get into the movie we'll get into it quick but we just gotta do a couple of updates well you wrote it so thank you but go niners we are going to the super bowl thomas how do you feel about that I'll let you guess on how I feel because I told you about how I feel. Well, so I think you're very like convoluted on it because part of you does not want the Niners to win at all. You're a Rams fan. The last thing you want is for the Niners to win. But another part of your heart hates Patrick Mahomes and does not want to see him win. So you're kind of in this back and forth like heart strings being pulled. Yep. And there is no reason why I don't like Patrick Mahomes. Like there's I don't have reasons. I just don't fucking like the guy. And I'm totally allowed to not like the guy. People are like, well, why not? I'm like, I just don't fucking like him. I don't like him. He, he looks weird. He talks weird. And I fucking, his girlfriend's super fucking annoying. And I don't know. I feel like he just kind of came out of nowhere. And he's not as great as everyone thinks he is. Um, I think he has a amazing fucking team around him. Because <laughs> that guy never gets fucking sacked. And you're telling me he's gonna the quickest quarterback in the league? Absolutely not. He just never gets sacked. He's got great, and he, you know his coach Andy Reid's been around forever. You know, I the I want Andy Reid to win a Super Bowl. I still don't really like Kansas City. Um, I've never been a Chiefs fan ever at all. I, I don't. It'll make Brad happy if it'll make you happy if the Niners win. It'll make not mom happy and Tom. I don't know. To be determined. I still don't know. I have a I have <laughs> a week to decide. Decided. But yeah, like but Brad, you can attest this. Once I pick the team I'm rooting for, I will root for that team. Oh yeah, there's no going will, back with you. I will I will pick for that team for the whole game, and I will not side the other way. Right. Back when the back when the Ravens played the Niners, I was the only person at a party, and I was Ravens the entire fucking game, and everyone hated me. <laughs> so I'm all for. Root for whatever team you want. It's all good and fun, you know. Yeah. Don't hate me because I'm. If I don't root for the Niners, don't. It's hate just me if sports I don't root for too. The Chiefs. Yeah, it, we're here for fun like, to watch. We don't I play enjoy... for these teams. Yeah. We like to pretend yeah. we're a part of them, but we're really not. No, not. But at we all, are no. the fans, and the fans do make the sport. So. Yeah, you know, and I have three Rams jerseys in my closet, you know, and that's how I support my team. And you have a shit ton of Niners stuff, but uh, also just kind of like. All I really hope for in the Super Bowl, as most people do, I assume, it's just a good game. Like yeah, last year's the Rams, God rest their soul, but it was a, such a fucking boring Super Bowl. It was terrible. <sighs> it just wasn't even was fun so to watch. No, I didn't enjoy it at all, and my team was in it. And it was just like, this is not even a fucking game. Right. Everyone was just like, oh, it's not pass. Let's just run. Let's just run. Let's just run. <laughs> It was stupid. And the Rams had the best offense in the league last year and should have just came out freaking dick swinging and been like, we're going to go for, you know, big plays. And they didn't do anything. Yeah, they didn't throw the ball at all, almost. Yeah, so 2-2-2020, that is the date for Super Bowl. Excited. I'm going to have to find a different streaming service to watch it on. Why? Because PlayStation View is uh, canceling. After the end of this month. Why? I don't, I still don't get why. Why is View canceling? I think because Sony is a company that makes so much money. And I think PlayStation View, I think they see how much money or time they're putting into it versus like what they're getting back. 
return of investment basically yeah and i just think yeah. the return on it isn't good enough because there's so many streaming services right now yeah there's like hulu you know voodoo <laughs> voodoo but Disney. like the tv ones there's like oh, spring there's or t- yeah there's tons there's yeah. just tons there's so many ones. we don't know the names exactly so there's one called peacock wow that's real all right <laughs> that's real <laughs> So. I think I'll do uh, Hulu Live because then you get Hulu with it to begin with. Oh. And Hulu, you get South Park. That's kind of a And you get Rick and Morty. Oh, yeah. There you go. I still need to watch it. And you get Family Guy and The Simpsons. If I had to choose, though, 100% over any movie uh, streaming service or whatever, I would choose Netflix just because their originals are so great and different. Yeah, and Netflix is like the most in the meta, like of mm-hmm. streaming. Yeah. Like, yeah, when you hear people talking about stuff, it's usually from Netflix, and especially doing this podcast. Like, if we were like, yeah, we don't have Netflix, that's why we didn't do the Irishman, and that's why yeah. we'd be irrelevant. <laughs> and their relevancy is going to build year after year. I mean, now they make Oscar movies, so yep, two of them, Irishman and Two Popes. Claws got nominated too. Did it really? Mm-hmm. For some animated stuff. And I think sound or best original song. For an Oscar? Yeah. When one of the Oscars happened, I have no idea about this. I, should I think really they're next week. Oh. It'd be fun to do a little Oscar show kind of covering, you know, who won Absol- what won. Abs- yeah, absolutely. We should do that for sure. Part of me like hates the Oscars because it's like, oh, let's pat ourselves on the back and preach, you know. But it's a fucking the other publicity stunt. Yeah, but the other part about it is really cool, like seeing like what mostly is really amazing movies, like and what wins and what doesn't, and rooting yeah. for the movie that you know is the better movie to win. Yeah. Although sometimes I feel like those movies get skewed. Black Panther should have never been up there. It, well, yeah, it was up there because of... Because it was Black Heritage movie. So sometimes it gets skewed. And like, granted, though, the meaning behind those movies are great and everything, and the message they do send, but right. I feel like sometimes if you pick a really sensitive subject, like what we're going to talk about today, Jojo Rabbit, like it gives you more of a chance. Because it's like, oh, you didn't think the movie about you know hard times that Jews went through in World War II was good? Right. And then it makes you a fucking asshole. Like so a I guilt think trip that, thing. Yeah, I think that picking the the theme or the plot of your movie is like now more relevant than ever as you can't just like make a random movie, even though like, I don't know, like lady bird did really good and that had just a random plot. So I don't know. I just feel like sometimes I, I want to go like, who the fuck is picking out that this says this movie's better than this. Yeah. I agree. Sometimes like, you know, I, I mean, if we want to get like the critic thing, I guess it's cool. It's like, who the fuck is a critic? It like it should be fan based, you know, like American Idol was, or like the All Stars for basketball is like fan based. Uh, I see what you're saying, or at least like a mix between critic. Yeah, like based like taking that and taking that into consideration, because sometimes Rotten Tomatoes rates a movie hella low, but it gets really high uh, critic rating. Anywho, moving forward, we'll talk about the Oscars a lot more in depth when they come. Yeah, that'll be fun to do. Getting along with this Uh, nose piercing update. This uh, is for Cody and Nick. Yes. Nose piercing is doing fine. Um, I've been finding myself twirling it a lot more, like playing with it, and I realize it looks like I'm picking my nose, but I'm <laughs> playing with it on the outside of my nose. But it's still, probably a lot of people, looks like I'm freaking picking my nose or something. But yeah, I just I twirl it a lot now. It's kind of a, a habit now of just like playing with it because I can twirl it around my nose <laughs> and it's healed up. I have, so at work, I keep my phone in my back pocket, you know, in my pants. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, like, I'll either turn the volume up or down on my headphones. Yeah. Because, like, say I'm going to talk to someone or, like, I'm going up front or something. And I always think in my head, I'm like, does it look like I'm just grabbing my butt all the time? Because I'm, like, tapping it up and down. It's in my <laughs> back. I'm like, this is someone's going to see this and be like, that guy's just, like, going that guy to town. That with his ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, there's got to be a better way to do this. Guaranteed someone's thinking that 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, though, AirPods, I have to send my Skullcandy ones back because they're trash. The ones you got for Christmas? Yeah, the battery dies in like 30 minutes, so they're they, some, they're broken. Like, something's wrong with them. They're not like trash, it's just I got a bad one, so. You got a bad egg. I got a bad egg, so I'll, unfortunately. 
The original, like the OG AirPods, they don't fit in your ear, right? Nope. I know you've always had that problem where AirPods just do not fit in your they ear. They fit in my left ear, but they don't fit in my right ear. Right. I have two different sized ears, and people are like, that's not true. And I'm like, okay. No, oh, I've seen it. Them. Like, put these on, I'll shake my head, and you tell me which one comes out first. You put so, it in your ear, and it just falls out. It I'm just like, falls right how's out. How's that even possible? I don't know. The thing, the annoying thing is that AirPods do seem pretty damn cool. I know you can get adjustment, like, things on them, so they become earbuds. So I might yeah. look into that just because I'm kind of tired of... So this is how much I like the AirPods. Do you ever have something that, like, even though it's, like, a little bit expensive, if you were to lose it, you would rebuy it in a heartbeat? Like, literally the next day you'd go to the store? Uh, my backpack. Exactly. Okay. So, yeah, you get what I'm saying. If yeah. I were to say tomorrow I accidentally dropped my AirPods off a cliff, I would literally, like, the next day go to a store and buy a new pair. Like, no hesitation. Yeah. Because they're, sense. like, such an essential thing for my day. Yep. Yeah. And, like... That's what I've, I've really stepped away from buying a lot of things. You know, like I don't have a lot of things now, but the things that I do own are generally the best. I always see people at work too. They'll like have a different pair of headphones every month or two, like <laughs> going through these shitty, you know, sets of headphones. And it's like, yeah. okay, by the third one, you could have just bought a good set. Like, yeah. come on. But I do like Skull Candy's return policy. Like it's, I think a year warranty, no questions asked. Even if they don't, even if you broke them, they'll they'll replace them for you. Yeah, you've used it a couple times, right? I have. Yeah, yeah. I I broke my two hundred dollar pair of headphones, and it was like it was nine, like ten months they broke. So I contacted them. They said, "Oh, we actually don't make that one anymore." But when you bought those, they were valued at two hundred, so we're going to give you two hundred dollars store credit. And this was right when Black Friday sale was on there, and so everything was fifty percent off. So I got those headphones for a hundred. And then I had $100 extra to spend, so I bought a waterproof speaker. So I ended up getting two things for just returning it. And I was like, this is what... And then that reminded me why I like that company. They just have really good customer service. Waterproof speaker, super underrated for the shower. Yes, it's fucking amazing. I don't think Coke Andy makes that one anymore, but... Yeah, moving on. I, uh, I'm i recording in a new room. Uh, we just moved... I moved rooms today. Bigger? Smaller? Different? Uh, different. <laughs> um... The room, so one of the roommates moved out, and he was in the master bedroom, so Mario moved across to that. I was in the room above Jason's, and you can literally hear a freaking fly flying around from Ugh, Jason's room to my room, I so that. I moved over to the room uh, next, uh, that's not above his room. Right. And so it's it's smaller, but it does have a cool little cubby, like with those couch cubbies, like in the wall, you know, mm-hmm. where there's padding or whatever that you can lay down on, so I have that. And then I have just the same closet and everything, but I already mounted the TV and everything. Well, they mounted the TV for me. They helped a lot, but yeah. So I'm already, I, it literally took 45 minutes. I called Brad at 12 o'clock saying I was going to, like asking if he could do the podcast later. He's like, no, we'll do it at one. So I knew I had from 12 and then I had to eat. So in 45 minutes, moved all my shit from one room to the other. That's how much Damn. stuff I don't, that's how much stuff I <laughs> I know you have. have nothing. No, I have like 20 shirts, four pairs of shoes, a bed, a backpack. A desk and a TV with the PlayStation. Used to have everything. Yep, and now I have nothing, and I like it a lot more. I think you had, like, every Game Boy at some point. Yep, yep, it's stupid. I collected <laughs> stupid shit that I didn't use. If you don't use something for six months, guys, get rid of it. It's all stuff does is Or put it know. in storage. Or, or donate, donate it. it. Or yeah. donate it. You know, I, I did a huge purge when I moved in with my ex-girlfriend. I got rid of so much stuff, and... I don't miss anything that I got rid of. So why didn't we record yesterday, Brad? We didn't record yesterday because tequila got the best of both of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if it was t- tequila or the fact that at almost 30 years of age, drinking from when was the first game? One. Okay, so I drank a beer like an hour before that. So drinking from 12 till what? nine o'clock yeah 10 12 to 10 doesn't agree with me and i felt like i was gonna die i wow i'm literally 100 agree with that well me and brad drank on i hadn't drank in two weeks as a problem was it was two events in a row yes um i hadn't drank in like 15 days 
And then I was like, well, I'm having people over and we're watching the UFC fight, so I'm going to drink. So I drank moderately on uh, Saturday night. Nothing too bad. Woke up Sunday and was like, uh, my stomach's just not happy. Like, I'm a little hungover, but I'll be good. And then our cousin shows up and he, I wasn't going to plan on drinking, and he brought me <coughs> some really freaking good beer from a brewery in Sacramento. It's your and fault, Brendan. It's your fault, Brendan. Fuck you. And then so I drank that beer. It was 32-ounce beer. and It was great. It was a Pilsner. He knows my favorite beers. So I drank that, and then I started having White Claws. Don't judge me. And then me and Brad switched to tequila, and then I just got too drunk and fell asleep on the couch. But I woke up at like 2 o'clock in the morning, and I literally felt like fucking <laughs> death. I didn't know. I was like – I felt like concerned. I was like this – I feel like shit. I just tossed and turned for like a solid 30 minutes thinking of how horrible I felt, debating, like, should I go, like, drink something? Should I, I couldn't even down water. I drank two 32-ounce things of water and didn't even piss at all. Right, your body just soaked it up. <laughs> it's yeah. all, oh, then, this thing. Yeah, and then so yesterday, all I did, all I did, guys, was sit on the couch and watch Netflix. I watched Moon, I watched, uh, which was really good, Brad. I watched Moon, I watched Claws, I watched um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I watched uh, the first one. I watched Aaron Hernandez, the whole series, and I watched Godzilla. Jesus. So, yeah. Netflix was playing 24-7 yesterday. Yeah, I woke up that morning because I remember, like, Niners game. We were going to do the podcast. Didn't work out. Then I was just hanging out. And for some reason, I was double fisting White Claws. I had a black cherry one and a raspberry one, like, on top of each other. And I was holding them like they were a tall can. And then went to bed. And I just knew when I woke up. It's always bad when you fall asleep like drunk. And then you wake up four hours later. And I was just like, oh no, I'm so dumb. And so then I kind of slept like off and on for like a couple hours. Just the cool thing about Mondays is all the podcasts come out. So I just play one and try and get a little bit of sleep. And then I woke up at like 730. And I just like put on sweatshirt, long sleeve shirt grabbed Roxy and I was just like I'm just gonna like run until like I feel like I've literally sweated everything out so I almost ran three miles and then I worked out for a little bit yeah Brad's crazy he doesn't matter how drunk he gets he will wake up and go to the gym one part because his wife makes him do it but the other part because it really like I remember last time I drank with him him, him and I drank, and then at like six o'clock he woke me up and was like hey we're going to the gym and I was like are you fucking insane <laughs> And I went to the gym, had some yerba mate, and like did the stairmaster, and I felt fucking great. There is something fun about being hungover and like sitting around just watching Netflix. But I, I don't know. Every time I work out, like the next day, I always feel a lot better. Definitely Absolutely. cleans out your system. Absolutely. So. so yeah, that was why we didn't do the podcast yesterday. Terrible. I'm not drinking for a while. Euro trip. I'm never drinking again. <laughs> I'm never drinking again. I always think of that. Anywho, before we get into the movie, um, I just wanted to point out the movie Claws. Uh, by far the best Christmas movie that's come out in at least the past 15, 20 years. Uh, my favorite Christmas movies are Home Alone, um, Jingle All the Way, and Dr. Seuss, How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey. But this movie... Um, it's still on Netflix, and I know it's not Christmas time or anything, guys, but this movie is And it's such not a... a super Christmassy movie either. Though. No, it's, it's very it's not. Christmas in its own element, but it's like, it's a good, like, if it's cold outside and it's raining, it's a very fitting movie. It's uh, just such a happy, good, feel-good movie. I, I could I could talk about this movie a lot, but I won't, so we can get into, into the um, the meat and potatoes of the podcast, but... If anyone's looking for a movie that will just make you happy, watch Claws. And it's like Brad said, it's not really about Christmas. It's about other things, and I don't want to ruin it, but it's very oh, – I freaking love that movie. And it has a really good original song written for it called Invisible. It's a great song. Yeah. All right, man. Well, uh... So, Jojo Rabbit. Jojo is a lonely German boy who discovers that his single mother is hiding a Jewish girl in their attic. And only by his imaginary friend, Adolf Hitler, Jojo must confront his blind nationalism as World War II continues to rage on. 
Yeah, basically this movie is about a kid named Jojo Rabbit. And you, you'll find out if you watch the movie why he's called Jojo Rabbit. Um, it is a dark humor twist on World War II. And it's about this kid that is, he's like 10 years old and he goes to Nazi camp. And he has an imaginary friend who's Adolf Hitler who he's trying to impress. So he wants to be like the best Nazi he can be. So he can be by Adolf Hitler's side one day. Um, that's kind of general, you know, just the movie. You could agree, right, Brad? And then yeah. he finds out that his mom's hiding a Jewish girl in their house. Yeah, and so it uses like a lot of uh, different situations that kind of come full head all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And really, like, allows you to see the views of, like, every person in that situation and how they would feel. The, like, the argument against this movie is, like, you know, like, what Hitler did was terrible, and of course it is. And, you know, like, using Hitler in any way to be funny is not okay. But I think this movie's intentions are in the, like, best of heart. And this movie, at the end of the day, what I really got from it was it really is like an anti-Semitism movie and it's very much about no matter what you think about people or how you're raised to think about people until you meet those people you don't really know them and this movie did it in a really like kind-hearted way a funny way dark at sometimes but also comedic way mm-hmm. and I mean I think that's the best way we get through life every day is being able to laugh at ourselves or you know, laugh at terrible things at the end of the day. I don't think the movie doesn't poke fun at, you know, anything in like a mean-hearted way about what happened. It kind of uses like the funny, ironic road instead and does it like really carefully, I thought. And it was really carefully crafted in the way the comedy worked. And it wasn't cheap gags or this or that. So yeah, five minutes into this movie, I mean, I was locked in and... Yeah, I, w- I was the same. Uh, the first 20 minutes was, I was like confused. I was like, first off, how are they getting away with this? And second off, just being like, you realize very early in the movie, that's kind of the spoiler that gives away, but you know that's in the trailer. You realize very early that Adolf Hitler is his imaginary friend. And it's just that comic relief, I think, was needed to get the point across without being too serious. Because the movie could that movie any movie about World War Two, especially with Jews and Nazis, can go down a really dark path really freaking quick. Yeah, and I think the way of using Adolf as the imaginary friend was like a good way to like also poke fun at Adolf when he's like, "Don't listen to him, Jojo." Like everyone called me crazy. They said I would get everyone killed. <laughs> and yeah. <it's> just like... <laughs> what should we do? Let's burn down the house and blame Churchill. <laughs> right. but and it's funny though in the same way like a little kid like in nazi germany at that time if he had an imaginary friend and it was adolf that was like a very good representation of you know how a little kid would perceive adolf Mm -hmm. you know versus how we perceive him when you think about what was going on in the world at that time you forget that you know germany like japan yeah was on on their side and they had italy who fucking sucked at fighting but like when you break it down, dude, it was Germany versus the world, which is insane. Yeah. To think about. And like the way that, you know, I think Adolf Hitler is one of the best leaders in the history of mankind. I just do not agree with anything he did or said. But you want to talk about convincing a whole goddamn country to start killing off a certain fucking group of people and to have everyone behind you and willing to die for you every step of the way. Like, to have people say, Heil Hitler, you know? Yeah, how many, they must have in this one scene, 30 times? Yeah. Heil Hitler, Hitler, Hitler yeah. each other yeah. <laughs> before they actually yeah. start talking. And that's like that's like where they poke fun at it, you know? Yeah, they're ridiculous. Where like every time they run into a German, op- anyone German, they have to go Heil Hitler. So like there's a scene where like, you know... Sam Rockwell comes in and there's like eight Germans in there and he has to hail every single one of them. And they're like, what are you doing? He's like, well, we came in here and we hailed uh, the boy and then we hailed you. And now we're done hailing. We're talking about how we hailed. Before we dive in, what general thought on it? Like a 15 second spiel on the movie. Yeah, uh, just general thought. Um, it, you know, one of my favorite movies of the year. Really, I thought the acting across it was really good. 
Um, I liked how they used the music. They used like the German Beatles and the songs in it made it really fun. And just overall, like Taika Waititi, the way he does movies, and I'm like so excited for his next movie because I think he has like a ton of talent. And just as a you know producer and a director, like to take this movie on is such a feat in its own. And to be able to do that and accomplish it, this movie, oh, I really enjoyed it, and it was a fun movie, and it was really warm-hearted, and it's really a good movie that I think you could show, like, you know, any kid over, like, the age of 12 to really, like, get have them get a perspective on, you know, like, how we perceive people and what we're thought to believe versus how, like, everyone is just a human at the end of the day is, like, a really, like, warm-hearted message, and I really like the yeah. way the movie handled the material that could be handled in a bad way very quickly yeah absolutely um i think all in all great movie this is one of those movies that i think everybody should watch i don't say that about a lot of movies but this is the type of movie where everyone should watch it one just for a history point of view but two because it gets that message across in a really good way and three just because it is a very different style of film so I would introduce you to that but um this movie could have been fucking terrible it could have gone one <laughs> way or the other i don't think there's a middle ground for this movie i think it either had to be a knock out of the park or it was going to be a fucking crash and burn and definitely a really risky movie to make to be like, we're going to make Adolf Hitler be an imaginary friend. Like, who the fuck thinks of that? Right. No one ever thinks of that, you know? And the fact that the director acts, he's the actor. He did, he was Adolf Hitler, you know? That was that was great. Um, the movie, if you think about it, not to get like too deep and stuff, but it is creepy to think of how much your views are based off of your upbringing. You know, a lot of my views on stuff in life is because of my parents, and it's seems like the best way to rule the entire world is you get everyone's parents raising their kids on the same ideals. It's just, it's weird that, you know, those kids were so, these kids are so brainwashed and you realize you're like, yeah, well, like if I was born in that time era, that's exactly what I would have been doing. Yeah. And you see Jojo, who's this little kid. And I mean, we'll get into spoilers a little bit, but at the beginning of the movie, you know, he doesn't want to kill the rabbit. Because Jojo's like a very kind-hearted kid. He's like nine years old, 11. I think he's nine. And so he's 10. He's 10. And so at the Nazi camp, they're telling him to kill this rabbit with his like bare hands. And he doesn't want to do it because he's just like a nice kid. And so he like lets the rabbit go. And that's why they start calling him Jojo Rabbit is because he was scared to kill this rabbit. And like Jojo is very conflicted through the movie of is he supposed to believe, you know, in like this Hitler way and his imaginary friend and what he's been taught to learn. But then at the same time, his mom, you know, kind of tells him like, Jojo, you don't have to believe anything, you know, you can just be a good person. And then, you know, he meets his friend Elsa, who's the Jewish girl living under their house. And, you know, he was taught, you know, Jews. And one of the funniest things was when he first meets her, they like did a little like almost the grudge play where she's like, yeah, you notice that when she's coming out of the basement and it like shows her hands all creepy weird. But yeah. And that was his imagination was like the Jews are monsters and they're these, you know, creepy slimy people. And then he meets her and gets to know her and he finds out like none of that is true. And you know, like he's portrayed to think that Jews are monsters and they have devils inside of them. <laughs> you know, and he's trying to write up. He's trying to st- in the. Well, well. Um, is there anything you want to talk about before we get into the spoilers? Spoilers, yeah. Like, yeah, I guess so. So we'll we'll get into like official, I guess, spoilers right now. But like, JoJo starts studying her and like writing a book on Jews. Yeah. He calls it. What's he call it? I Jew. forget. Juju, something like that. Something, yeah. It's basically he's like trying to like study the Jew so he can use it later like for research and stuff it's just um it's just weird and like he believes that 100 percent that that's like going on so yeah and you just you see where like jojo like 
has been raised to almost believe like these people aren't people. Like he's like studying her like she's some sort of animal. And she's simply just another person with a different, you know, religious view. Probably like not even her own view. Just like Jojo was raised to have this view, she was raised to have her views, you know. And no one at that age really knows what the fuck they believe in. Oh, we're so vulnerable. So vulnerable, dude. Yeah, you can tell a kid anything and they'll believe it. I mean, yeah. I don't know if this is a good example or a bad example, but holy fuck, dude, we get... You know, 90% of kids under the age of five to believe in Santa Claus. <laughs> that something's right. fictional is completely not real. <laughs> you know, that's true. And so I like the way how Jojo gets injured by the bomb. Yeah, he's, yeah, he drops a grenade <laughs> yeah. and it blows him up and he goes, shit, and it blows up. But it kind of makes him like a hero, kind of, like, because he got injured in battle, <laughs> even yeah. though it's because he's just so clumsy. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's a weird movie. It's hard to hard to try and get words across for the movie for sure. Because um, it's so many different kinds of movie. Yeah, like and that's what I what I wrote in our list here was you know um, so we talked about that the comic relief kind of was the savior. That's like what I think allowed the movie to be able to be handled. Mm-hmm. It's not like a uh, Schindler's List kind of movie, where right? It's just where it's just depression, very depression, depression. hard to watch the whole yeah, time. Yeah, so like this one is it's. I'd say this is like 90% easy to watch. Yeah. Um, One thing I was wondering, though, is I wrote this down. You see it is, you know, does a movie like this need years for it to be acceptable? Does, you know, does it need time before it's okay to be out? Like, you know, like if, but then again, like on Patriot's Day, that's a movie about the Boston bombing that came out really quickly after. But I'm just wondering, like, with this subject, like, I don't think this movie would have ever been approved, like, in the 60s. Oh, for sure. And that's something uh, people asked Taika about, too, was, you know, with, like, everything with Trump and people, you know, calling certain people Nazis, this and that. They're like, is this the right time? And he's all, I think it's the perfect time because of that. And he's all, if you don't understand what I'm saying, go see the movie and then you'll get it. Because I think in a time like this, you know, where like we kind of mislabel people and no one really gets a chance to like, you know, talk about how they really feel and they say one wrong, wrong thing and they're mislabeled. This movie is like a very like, hey, let's all like slow down and like actually learn about the people around us and not judge them off of the first thing we hear about them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and also this movie did a really good thing in that it made me not hate rebel wilson because i find her like so cringeworthy in almost every movie she was actually she was used perfect in this not too much she wasn't over the, the top re- yeah she still does bug me though um She's but i like, think out of all of her movies i handled her i tolerated her the most by far in this yeah you know and there's like kind of back to the comic relief point like with her like she was a point of the comic relief like there are some parts in the movie that are so absurd which is what makes it funny yeah like, like when they're at the end of the movie she's and... she's yeah she's like all right everyone grab your stuff together we're gonna go burn books and everyone's like <laughs> all excited and like then there's another part where she's handing out guns to kids and telling them to go on and she like she like straps a grenade to a kid and goes you see that man go give him a hug <laughs> and like pulls the grenade pin and he starts running and it's just uh crazy stuff like that so back to the comic relief part that's like what kind of allowed to happen you could say this movie had like basically three main parts i guess right like the original part where you find out who jojo is and yeah and then the the middle that takes part the friend part and then the end where it kind of does get dark and weird yeah the end it sometimes gets really really sad yeah so do you want to you want to talk about that yeah, so there's a scene where, so they find Elsa first, right? Or yes. they discover that they find Elsa. there's they find Elsa first. Yeah, a Jewish girl living in his house, and then it kind of cuts to like a little bit later, and JoJo's walking through the square or like the downtown area, and you just see these shoes hanging, and it's his mom's shoes, and he looks up, and it doesn't show her whole body which I think it was in a good way, like made it more like impactful that you Mm -hmm. didn't even see her whole body just because you saw her shoes and you saw the look on his face and you realize they hung his mom like in the town square. 
And that was like the one part that like got to me. I was like, oh my fucking, god, dude. Fucking terrible. Like, and it takes you a second to realize it because you see the shoes and you're like, I know those shoes. And then you, you see, see the those look shoes. on and then, his face and, and then, then he like he grabs out. the shoes. Yeah. And, and he just like starts hugging it no. and crying. I think like what you said is it not showing her whole body made it more impactful because, you know, the cliche of me saying, don't think about elephants. What do you just think about? Right. Yeah. So (laughs) I'm saying don't think about what the rest of her body looks like. Right. Because you see her feet and you automatically think, oh, my God, what does she look like? And you saw those shoes throughout the movie. So those like, you know, those shoes is her. So that was a part that like hit me because you like see this little kid who. His mom was awesome. I mean, she's the one who took care of him, you know, and she was really the one that kept him from like just becoming like another Nazi. Mm-hmm. You know, it was her, you know, telling him like, Jojo, you don't have to be this. And and she kind of she did it in a way that was believable because like I feel like back then, if you were straight up, like told your kid like, you know, you don't have to be a Nazi like this and that you're not even going. They'd be like, OK, we're killing you. She did it in a way where he still, you know, like skated, skated through mm-hmm. and like kind of flew undercover. But at the same time, like, you know, she told him like what he thought he needed to know without like getting him in trouble himself. Because back then, like if you were to tell them like, hey, my mom says you guys are bad, they would take your mom away right then. So she was trying to balance it in the best way she could. She seemed like she was trying to let him make his own decisions, Very which much. is really good in a certain point and also really bad but like you know he ultimately made the decision and he chose a good decision do you kind of want to talk a little bit more about kind of the end of the movie and how it kind of wrapped everything together yeah and so then so he sees his mom and i mean that scene's pretty you know rough and then i thought the next scene was impactful to where for a second because he confronts elsa and he feels like it's her fault that his mom is dead. And I mean, in a way it is, but not really. And yeah, just to let you guys know, he stabs her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he he stabs her, but it just like gets her in the shoulder because he's so small and weak. Right. So he like, he like barely like hurts her. Yeah. And, and then she realizes he's upset. Yeah. And then, yeah. so they kind of like come to their peace. Yeah, they make up, and then all hell breaks loose because the Americans are at knocking on the doorstep of Germany, right. <laughs> and that's where the movie goes back to being crazy and funny. And funny for a little bit, because his little friend, uh, Yorkie. Yorkie. So Jojo's running on like <laughs> the side of the street, and he's all, Yorkie, and Yorkie looks at him, Jojo, it's so bad, it's not good to be a Nazi right now. <laughs> Yeah, and then he accidentally fires off the rocket launch (laughs) so funny that yeah (laughs) such a good part of the movie um definitely my favorite character in the movie was yorkie just because he was always following jojo around and he's like a loyal ass friend and you know when this whole huge battle breaks loose and shit it's the fan at the end of the battle he just walks outside and yorkie's just sitting at a bench (laughs) like just like hey (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's just weird um they did find the jewish girl kind of go back to me they found the jewish girl but you don't know this we forgot to mention it um sam rockwell played like the captain the german captain and then um you know the part where they do find the girl she uses jojo's sister who had passed away no one knows that his sister is dead though so she the uh, uh elsa grabs her basically id and gives it to sam rockwell and he asks her questions like where do you live? What year were you born? When's your, what day is your birthday? And she says, May 1st. And Sam goes, you're correct. You find out like he two knows, minutes later that he yeah. knows that she's not who she says she is because the birthday was May 7th. And so you know that Sam Rockwell has like a soft spot, you know, like he doesn't want this little Jewish girl to die. And then kind of where it jumps to the end of the movie, they make it one more like kind of really sad part yeah. was... Um, they're rounding up all the Jews, not the Jews, Jesus, the Germans, and Sam Rockwell sees Jojo with a jacket on and goes and like, like, Jojo is caught, like, yeah. and there's a part of me that was like, oh my God, Jojo is like, they're going to die. Him. Yeah, they're going to shoot him. And so, in like a last ditch effort, just really, Sam Rockwell rips off <laughs> Jojo's jacket, the German jacket, and, and spits goes, on him. you know, he goes, get the hell out of here, Jew, and spits on him, and he's like, run. 
And then JoJo's like, no, I know him. And he's like, I don't know this fucking Jew. Like, what are you talking about? And so then he gets, they start pulling Sam away and he goes, run. And then they, they don't show it again. You imagine it. They shoot Sam Rockwell. And then JoJo runs home. And so he just totally sacrifices himself to save this little kid who he knows is good. Yeah. You know, and the thing that I think I liked about that is um, not to get like too sentimental or anything, but like whether it is like war or anything, like everyone always has at least some good part in them, you know, where the Nazis terrible, terrible altogether. Yes. Was every single person? Probably no. not. There's probably no. some guys that did not want to be there. Mm-hmm. And they you just know, had to it's fight. like any situation. I, a lot of it is just circumstance and. You could, you know, probably go to a prison and find someone that is a good person and maybe they made a bad choice or two, but overall, you know, they're like going to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And that's like what he did in that moment, you know. As again, cliche as it is, like they say that sometimes like your life, like you can see people are near the end of their life or something or kind of. Right. But like also from Deadpool, where in Deadpool, you know, like being a hero is you don't wake up every day a hero. It's like. Sometimes you get one or two choices to choose to be a hero. And, like, Sam Rockwell knew he was going to die, and he basically ended his life as, like, I'm going to be the good guy. Right. I already did my favorite character. Who was yours? Mine was Yorkie. Probably followed um, by Sam Rockwell, but... I think, honestly, my favorite character was probably uh, Scarlett Johansson as his really? mom. I thought she was, like, so convincing and made the whole thing believable. I don't know, just seeing her, like, do such a good acting job. She's not a bad actor, but I thought in that role, like, doing, you know, a different... Being very different than she usually is. Yeah, yeah very different she does... very serious. But yeah. not, like, look at the camera serious, like in Avengers, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, really serious, like, believable. I've realized, dude, that that woman can actually usually act in any role. Because yeah. when you think of her in, um... What's the movie with Joseph... Live, uh, the kid from uh, Angels in the Outfield, where he's like a sex oh, addict. Oh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I yeah. always forget about that Don John. Don John, yeah. <laughs> like She was way different in that movie, you know? Oh, yeah, she, she played wasn't this... like a straight-up, like, bitchy-ass, like, New Jersey played a hoe, girl. dude. Yeah, <laughs> <She played laughs> New a Jersey hoe. Yeah. And in this um, movie, you're convinced she's like a 30-something-year-old German mother, you yeah. know, in 1942. But she still does have that kind of badass, badassery, badassery to her. Yeah, like that very like strong woman vibe. Just be like, mm, don't fuck with her. Yeah, like she doesn't need a man. Yeah, like when she kicks Sam Rockwell in the balls and slaps him <laughs> for JoJo getting hurt. Yeah. So and then she like basically tells him what he what JoJo's gonna be doing. Just yeah, like so... other little funny things in the movie, guys, is like when they dress up in the metal and they go around getting metal for Hitler. Like, they just try and get all free scrap metal to use for the war effort. <laughs> and they're going around these metal boxes. It's freaking funny. And I think it was funny, too, how they did it, like, during when the war was, like, falling apart. Mm-hmm. And, like, as they were losing. <laughs> yeah, glass-ditch effort. Yeah. So, um, well, mine was Yorkie just because I think he just played really, really funny. He always popped up the most random parts of the movie, which is why I think I liked him. And he was still his friend, like, even... Yeah, they, I always liked that they hugged each other. Yeah, they were like funny. buddies. And then yeah. I really, Taika was really good as Hitler. He yeah. seemed like the way like a little kid's imaginary friend would be. Like, yeah, he's not what I would think Hitler would be like, but he's like no. Makes, I mean, that's the kind of creepy thing nothing. is he makes you he makes you feel comfortable watching a movie with Hitler in it, which yeah. is kind of weird. You're like, I shouldn't be okay with this, but I am. And he was actually he was telling a story about the one scene where it's Jojo and his mom and they're by that river. Yeah. So he said this one scene where they're across the river because that's how they're shooting it. The camera's across the river and they just they could not get the shot right. And so he said he's like yelling across the river at them, dressed up as Hitler, like, why can't you just get it right? (laughs) He's just like, this is not a good look for me. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so what are your likes of the movie? Uh, everything. I mean, I like the way they use the music. I thought the soundtrack was really fun. 
um, just the blend that they did with the comedy and the seriousness and then the satire almost. Yeah. And I mean, every actor, there's not one actor that I thought wasn't good in it. Sam Rockwell is good in everything. And that little girl is so good. Um, things I liked about the movie was just the, you know, murdering it again, but the comic relief. Um, I liked all the actors. I think the kid that acted as Jojo Rabbit did a great freaking job. Um, the way that it's filmed makes it, I don't know how to explain how it was filmed. It was filmed in a way that makes it very light and bright. So the fact that they took something so dark and terrible and just made light of it, that right there. Right. It had know. kind of a Quentin Tarantino like feel to it almost, the way it was shot. It's very unconventional. Like not like your you know normal like cinema movie. Yeah. Where, it, like almost all the shots in the movie were like kind of more like you know closer like indoor shots. There wasn't a lot of like cin you know cinematic shots, whereas like huge scaping landscape and stuff, you know. Yeah. And so you really felt like you were like in that little like area the whole time. Yeah. Um. Absolutely. What are the uh, things you disliked? Things I disliked. I didn't really think about that. It made me sad. I don't really like to ever be sad. <laughs> Some of the... I, I don't know. I would say like, like any time we spent away from the main, you know, characters, which, you know, there was very little of, but here and there where it was like, you know, the B plot moving along. I was like, I don't really care about this. Like, just get me back to the A plot. Yeah. The thing I didn't like was the thing that was necessary. The mom part is just fucking terrible. Yeah. Um, the Sam Rockwell part was fucking terrible. But um, those were like the two things I just really didn't like. Um, how said, I would be fucking pissed if my mom died for some fucking person I didn't know and hide in my attic. That that's I would be pretty fucking true. pissed. Like when I saw that his mom was killed, I was like, "Oh, I'm... yeah, that so. makes sense." You would be outraged. I mean, and they captured that really well because he was so mad. You know, he was like gonna kill her. What's worse than the person you're trying to help getting killed is the person trying to help you getting killed. Right. So those are the things I didn't like, but they were super necessary for the movie. The only other thing I didn't like was the very last scene where they're dancing for no reason. I didn't fucking get that. I think it's just supposed to end on like a high note again, but I didn't I didn't I was like that was stupid. A little too like fairy tale ending. Yeah. Basically what happens is Jojo lies saying that the Germans won and she comes out and then they walk outside and <laughs> she realizes the Americans won. She slaps him and he's like, I deserve that and then they start dancing. And it's really freaking weird. I like when she's like he's all I love you and she's like as a sister and you can tell he's like, no, but he's all, yeah, as a sister. Yeah. <laughs> he loves Elsa. And her yeah. husband died, turned out, also. So I think they'll eventually bang. <laughs> and that's how we end it. Yep. That's pretty much it. Um, before we get into rating, do you want to do anything else? Say anything else about it? I mean, that was about it. Also, um, I watched a couple of interviews and screenings of, you know, the whole cast together doing interviews and stuff. And you really get the feel that everyone that worked on this movie enjoyed it and that Taika made it like a really fun movie to be a part of. That's and awesome. I, I think that always comes across on the screen, no matter, you know, what kind of movie it is. There are certain movies you can watch and you can tell when kind of everyone's vibing and there's a good vibe. And then there's other movies you watch and you're just like, oh, they probably hated each other. Like as soon as, you know, the camera cuts. The movie that comes to my mind when I think about it is Step Brothers. If you just watch the bloopers, like. Oh, yeah. Will Ferrell <laughs> there's a and whole nother movie were, of yes, just bloopers. Like, we're dying <laughs> from all the outtakes and stuff. And you can see in the movie that they probably had a fucking blast making that right. movie. So, no, I totally agree with that. Sometimes I feel like movies aren't super fun to make. Some actors don't enjoy it, and people get stressed and stuff. But they actually, I think you make a good point with that. It seems like everyone really just liked that and liked what they were doing in that movie. 
Well, I'll go ahead and rate it first. I feel like I have a pretty generic and boring rating, and I apologize. Um, I give it an 8 out of 10. Um, I would go higher, but I, again, it would if I could rewatch this movie, it'd get a 9, but I don't have a desire to rewatch this movie ever. Maybe if I want to be inspired or something, but <laughs> I'll never watch the movie again. Um, just those two dark scenes in it, I really like were... I don't know. I didn't like... I didn't like how that happened, and it is just a very different movie. Right. And I'm not going to really go out of my my way to watch a movie about a Nazi kid who, you know, loves Adolf Hitler. Like, so, uh, but good freaking movie. But I give it an 8 out of 10. I, I know that is like a pretty generic rating and everything, but it deserves that. It doesn't deserve best movie ever, and it does not deserve anything below a 7 by any means. This was a genius of a movie and a freaking a monstrous feat in tackling the plot and just by the director super impressed i will be i don't usually look at movies that directors have directed or whatever i'm going to be looking at all of his future movies for sure yeah i think he has a really bright future what was the latest movie he did Um, thor ragnarok that's right okay yes yeah yeah i love that movie so i will be keeping an eye out for his uh, what about you? Uh, so for me, I'm going to break the form a little bit, but I think I'm allowed to do this. I'm going to give it a nine, oh God. 9.75 out of 10. Wow. So I'm not going to give it a 10 out of 10 because I don't think it's the best movie of the year, but I think it's right up there. And probably the hardest question you asked me was, what are things you didn't like about this movie? Because I really didn't have any. So I had to like, you know, kind of like pinpoint some like stupid things like, well, I didn't like his shoes. But overall, this movie I really loved and I like these movies that they have a lot of heart to them. And a good movie to me is like a movie that can make you laugh, make you cry and make you feel something. And that movie brings out all the feels. (laughs) Yeah, this movie brought out all the feels. And I thought all the actors in it were really good and is very colorful. That's the one thing I'll say, Taika Waititi, his movies are very colorful. He uses a lot of different color palettes and different scenes. Yeah, it was a bright movie. Yeah, bright and different colors. And so, yeah, really fun. It's glad we got to talk about it. Glad you saw it. Glad you liked it. And Yeah, I, I wasn't going to see this movie and, and um, Brad recommended it for me, so... But so far, him and I are on a good stretch. So the one movie I've recommended him recently was Claws that he watched today, and he absolutely loved it. Awesome. Awesome movie. Um, yeah, I hope uh, everyone listening, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, a little more, I guess, like you could say, like serious, in-depth uh, look into a movie. Um, I'll probably be asking as many people as I know that listen to the podcast what your guys' feedback was on. Um, no one's given us any feedback on Facebook or Instagram. Let us know. Somebody, if you're listening right now, just comment something. Let us know you're listening still. <laughs> Do you even make it to the end of the episode? We will never know. Give us a poop emoji. Give us just a poop emoji so we know. <laughs> First person to give a poop emoji gets free movie tickets. Yep. There, that can be your... And it can't be you, Nick or Cody. Fuck you. <laughs> it totally be Cody. <laughs> yes. He's like, oh, free stuff? Okay. Uh, we love you, Cody. Or Nick would do it and then say, I don't want the tickets. <laughs> Anywho, um, I am going to go to Costco and get some groceries. I'm going to wrap this up and go to bed. Yep. So um, take it away, Brad. All right, guys. Uh, catch us next week. We'll be doing The Gentleman. Until then, I am Brad Tom. This is The Brothers Bash, episode one. And if you can, catch us online, uh, iTunes podcast spotify anything if you can leave us a review it means a lot we really appreciate everyone that listens to the show and until then we'll see you next week all right later nerds
I'm wasted.